This is your girl, Model E, of the E and Friends Podcast. I am your host, of course. I hope you guys are feeling well tonight. Yay! So tonight, we are going to talk about mothers, being a mother. But before we get into it, let's go ahead and get the social media out the way. Make sure you guys follow me on Twitter, at Erica Jones, with the Z on the end, and also on Instagram, at E and Friends Pod. So now we got that out the way. Let's go ahead and get this show started. Now, many of us out there are mothers, and it's kind of hard being a mother sometimes, especially when you have people in your ear constantly nagging you, going against everything you say or do. And especially being a new mother, oh my God, it gets out of my skin where people just come with with their ideas and and their experiences. Well, thank you for the experience. Now, do I listen? Yes, I do listen. But it's up to me, you know, if I'm going to use it or not. But I have to learn on my own of how to do it. So I thank you for your advice. But don't try to overwhelm me, you know, make me feel like I'm stupid. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't stand that. And um, so I'm not, I wasn't the only one that thought like this, you know, I'm in this group. And um, that was kind of like a topic of conversation, you know, having a new baby. And it's kind of like your first time. And everyone is just such a mother, a grandmother, or an auntie. You know, they're constantly telling you what you can do, what you cannot do, and how to do this and how to do that. But really people, I I know sometimes that maybe they're being genuine. And sometimes people just think that you're just stupid and don't know nothing. But at the same time, people have to realize that you are your own person. And um, many experiences are different. And you have to, you know, you know, take things at a different approach. You know, we are all not the same people. So our um, approach will not be the same. And I kind of just want people to recognize that. So, you know, just kind of stop, you know, being so hard on mothers and, and especially women who are young, these older women, oh my God, they can hover around them. So like a buzzard, like stop, get off me. So I want to start this conversation tonight um, over something that I saw online and I thought that it was well put together and it was so much true. So they were saying after having a child, they realized that in the eyes of society, mothers can't complain. When you complain, they say, who told you to have kids? When you cry, they ask, why are you crying? Did you think it was easy? Or if you say, you're getting tired and then they go and they say you do nothing if you say you want to sleep they call you lazy if you want to rest they tell you you have plenty of time for that after they grow up 
And to be honest, no, this is not true because you're tired when they're young. And when they get older, I heard you are more tired. <laughs> so I don't even know how true that is. <laughs> and if you said that you're getting pregnant again, they're going to say, are you crazy? How many kids do you want? You know, let that decision be my decision, you know? Or if you say you're going to work, they're going to say, who will take care of the child? And if you tell them that you're going to leave them at the nursery, then they tell you, don't let other people raise them. And if you be a housewife, for God's sake, they say, poor husband works too hard and his wife stays home. Or if you're single, they'll say, nobody wants a woman with kids. Or if you're just going out to have fun, they say, why are you leaving your son with grandma to have fun? And you know what's worse? 90% of these phrases are spoken by women, which is so crazy because you would think that us women should be able to stick together, console one another, answer each other's question, you know, help out if needed, you know? That's what they should do. Now, one thing I do like about Facebook is that Facebook has a group for everything. Whether you like to sew or knit, you like to cook, or you like to just do back, black, black, or you like to do backflips in your spare time, they have a group for that. If you love to go deep sea diving, if you love to just go look at rare diamonds <laughs> or rare jewelry they got a thing for that so um i i think that's one thing um that facebook does well with making those different groups and you know people they help each other you know they kind of you know coincide with each other and you know just kind of fair life out that way because a lot of times you know when you kind of need somebody who's going through the same thing in order, you know, for it to be understood better. You know, you, you get my drift on that. So, yeah. So when I saw that thing about a mother, it, it quickly made me think, you know, I was like, you know, yes, let me go ahead. Let me, you know, do a little pot on that because I know a lot of people can relate to that because I have two kids of my own. I have two very young kids still in elementary school, one just starting elementary school and um you know thank god i really didn't had people to just come out and like just tell me what i need to do with my child and um i'm, I'm happy of that because i'm i get mad real quick and i'm like look who child is this this is mine or yours <laughs> you know i thank you for your input and everything but I don't really like for people to tell me what to do. Let's go ahead and put it in that sense. But, um, but you know, I did have, you know, I do have good people in my corner, you know, if I need, you know, anything or whatever, or have any specific questions about anything, you know, they will give me their opinion. You know, my mom, my mom is very good. You know, she's not a controlling person at all. You know, she makes, she does what I tell her to do. If I, you know, give her some directions on with the kids, she would definitely follow them and do what she's supposed to do. So I love that. 
Um, my mother-in-law, she's pretty good. You know, she, she, whenever I call her with an idea or something, or, you know, what do you think about this? And she'll definitely give me her direct opinion about it and tell me about her experience with raising her kids. So she has no problem <laughs> telling me all that stuff. So, yeah, I just thought that that was something good that, you know, I could talk about with you guys, but on a, a more, um, personal note when I, you know, I was talking about my mom just now, whatever. And it kind of made me thought, I said, you know what? I think I want to have this kind of another intimate conversation. So I want to talk about, you know, my, my dad and I relationship. Um, you know, my dad, my mom, they're still fairly young, you know, and, um, uh, how shall I say this? Um, they never, never married each other. My mom never married. And I remember her saying that she probably wouldn't, she probably would never get married. You know, you know, sometimes that thing is just not for everybody. So, you know, my mom had me or she got pregnant with me at 19 and she had me at 20 and, um, with my dad and we, my dad and I, we didn't had a close relationship, you know, when I was younger, you know, he, I, um, as I got a little older, you know, probably about, I was in middle, not middle school. I was in elementary school, you know, I remember, but I know when I was a baby and stuff like that, you know, he wasn't really, you know, around like that. And, and now as I grow up now, when I talk to my mom about it, you know, I kind of, I have an idea of why he, you know, wasn't around whatever, but I don't hold that against him or anything. You know, I love my pops. You know, we, we, we have a relationship now, you know, he, he does me the same way he does his other kids, which are, you know, my stepbrothers and sisters, which is, I call them my brother and sister, but he has other kids. So he, you know, and so, um, I was the first and, um, but you know, our relationship is, um, it's pretty good. You know, he, he has some, some things that he has to do on his own, you know, to make it better that, you know, I continue to push on him, you know, tell him that he needs to do better, but you know, he is a man and he's a man of that caliber. So, you know, he kind of moves at his own pace, you know, and, uh, you really can't tell him what to do, you know, if you get my drift. And so, um, I kind of say that I'm, I, I, the older I get, the more I can see myself, you know, like him, you know, with certain things, you know, I don't, I don't like for people to tell me what to do. You know, this has been a man who has, who has owned his own business for a very long time. I remember him working only one job for somebody, one job. And ever since then, and I, I was young then, and ever since, um, you know, he left that job, he was always doing his own business. So he's a businessman, so much of a businessman to the point where I think he works too hard sometimes. And I really hope that he hears this conversation one day because he really needs to know that he needs to slow down. He needs to take life a little bit more seriously. You know, he needs to grab it by the horns and, you know, say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do better, you know, to my kids. You know, I have grandkids that 
I need to do better by, you know, they need to know me more. And um, I just hope that he gets in that mindset because he is a very busy person. And um, I just feel that he doesn't take enough time. But am I mad at him? No, I'm not upset with him. You know, I, I live with it. You know, it's kind of when he gets in his mood and he wants to talk to me or he wants to call me or send me a text message, that's how I know, okay, I'm, I'm being missed. You know, he wants to talk to me. You know, and sometimes he'll just randomly say something out the blue on the text message. You know, I guess he just want to talk to his oldest girl. You know what? I talk to him. I've never been rude. I haven't been raised like that. And I see these young kids go on social media and just talk shit about their pops saying that my dad ain't shit. I would never do something like that. My mom never talked bad about my dad. I've never heard her say anything bad. The most that she would tell me is, Erica, I'm sorry. I didn't know that it was going to be like this. And you know, when I tell her, I'm like, there's no need for you to apologize for someone's else action. You didn't know that, you know, this was going to turn out this way. You know, I mean, he is better than what he was in the past. And it's all because of me, because I've been, you know, trying at the relationship and, you know, just trying to make things better because I would love to have my father around, you know? And so I'm going to go back to my first marriage, which is y'all know that I don't claim that at all, but I had to pay for a divorce. So I guess I got to claim it. So when I had my first marriage and I didn't understand why he didn't came to my wedding that time, you know, he sent, he sent my stepmother, but he didn't come. And he told me that he wasn't going to come. Because he didn't like the guy. He didn't like the way the guy treated me. And he was like, I'm not going to come. And uh, my grandfather, you know, who is now deceased, he told me the same thing. He said, baby, I'm not coming to your wedding. I'm, uh, you know, like, I'm not approving of that. I don't like it. I'm not coming. You can marry him if you want to. And I remember my grandfather and my grandmother telling me, you make your bed, you lay in it. And Damn if I didn't lay in that motherfucker while I was burning. But you know what? It was a lesson taught. And I'm not glad I went through what I went through, but it taught me a lot on life. It gave, it gave me a whole uh, perspective of a relationship and a man and how, you know, I'm supposed to be treated as a woman. So after that relationship was over, I knew what signs to look for in a man if they had any type of uh, abusive modes about them or talking reckless out their mouth, I would make sure that I would steer clear about that. So it really taught me a lot because some people can go through an abusive relationship, whether it's mentally or physically, and they stay or they either continue to go back, leave and go back, leave and go back. I didn't do that. I left one time 
And that was it. You know, he kept coming around, trying to apologize, saying he wanted to get back together. But, you know, thank God that I had a family who cared enough to let me know that you're, you're not going back over there. So my family really helped me out a lot and I appreciate them for that. So, um, going back to my father, I realized that was why he never came to my wedding. And, um, was I upset with him at the time? Yes, I was upset, but looking back at it now, I really understand why. So, you know, like I really hate when my mom, you know, I'll call my mom and, you know, I'll tell her, you know, about my dad. And I was like, well, I don't know, you know, all he got to do is just text, you know, he don't even have to pick up the phone and call, you know, just let me know he's all right. Because sometimes I can just send him messages and I never get a response. Like, I know he's fine because of people who was around, you know, I know how to, you know, see him from afar if I really want to, but I would like for him to say, Hey baby, I'm fine. Tell the grandkids I love them. And which is sometimes he do pops and he say that, but I want them to really know that that's my granddaddy. That's my pop pop. You know, that that's what I want them to know. And I just want him to do better, you know, in that, that relationship part. Like, I don't care anything about what happened in the past or why he wasn't there. I don't care about that. I just care about the present and the future. So my dad, he's a good person. You know, I, I love him. I would do anything for him. If he need anything, he know that his oldest is there to do it. It's just simple as that. You know how some parents, they say, well, that's your dad and you have to love him, you know? And, and it's true, you know, no matter what they do, you still have to love them. And so, um, I love my pops, but I just want him to be a little bit more proactive and, you know, just work on unbusying himself and, you know, having a relationship with his daughter and her kids, you know, life will be a whole lot better. So on that note, you know, my mom, I really happy that I have the mom that I have because a lot of us are born to people and we question why are we giving to this person why is this person my mom why does they have to be my dad I am so happy that I have the mom that I have and the dad you know because both of them they are nice looking people and they damn sure made a beautiful ass child <laughs> Had to put that in. They made a beautiful child, you know, very blessed. And, you know, I, I love my mom to death. You know, my mom is my friend. You know, I can talk to her about anything. And, you know, she sits, she listens to me. And if I ask her for anything, she definitely gives me her opinion. She will give me her last dime if I need it. You know, that's just the type of person that she is. So... I love you, Scylla, if you out here sneak listening to my podcast because she's a, a lurker on Facebook. You know, she's one of those people who look but don't never say anything. So I know she's looking, so she probably be hearing my podcast too. So I love you, mom. <laughs> so yes, guys, you know, I wanted to be a little C 
just a little bit and just kind of tell you about that because I know in the past I talk about my grandparents, you know, how I was raised by old folks and yeah, I just want to give you a little insight about that because um, I know there are a lot of people out there who, you know, don't, you know, don't have their father in their life at all. So I'm just blessed to have him, you know, if I really need him, like really, really need him, I know I can count on him. But sometime, man, I just want to know if you're dead or alive. <laughs> That's all. Just, just, just let me know if you're dead or alive. That's all. But I mean, he ain't no, no shitty ass person, nothing like that. And even if he was a shitty person, I would never talk shit about him because that's my pops, you know? So, um, let's go ahead and get into something else. I wanted to talk about manipulation in an abusive relationship. So I remember I just told you guys that I were married once before my current husband, which is, I do not claim, but I guess I have to claim. And, um, I just want to talk about how men use the Bible because I see this a lot on social media where men, they throw the Bible in the woman's face because we all know everybody live and die by the Bible and they just do everything by the Bible. So when a man lifts up a Bible and says, woman, the Bible says this and you must obey and what the woman going to do, she's going to obey because she thinks the Lord is telling her to, but in reality, it's the devil that's holding that Bible telling her what to do. Now, I've been there before where the devil was holding the Bible. You know, this guy, he used to bring the Bible everywhere he go. He always had one of these little small little handheld Bibles and he used to take it everywhere he go. You would think that he was a man of God, a preacher, a savior. That's what you would think that he was. You know, he would have the people in the church fool that he do this and he do that. But, uh-uh. Nope, 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 nope. He was not a good person at all. And he was a good person when he was in school. But, you know, things happen. And uh, a lot of the town that I, you know, grew up in, where I used to live, a lot of people was jealous and doing things that just is to be petty because they didn't have anything and they saw potential in others. So they go when they, you know, mess them up, you know, because y'all want to go in here, you want to smoke, you want to drink and you want to leave, you want to leave your stuff with other people or you want to smoke behind other people. And, you know, they kind of messed them up. And I think they call it lace. So, um, you know, a lot of people had got messed up that way. And so, um, you know, he, he just took a turn and became a whole totally different person. And I, I've seen that, but I just, you know, just, just never left or anything like that. And, um, so, you know, when shit actually hit the fan and that's when I was like, all right, this is it. This is enough. I can't do this anymore. So, I'm going to tell you guys about, I'm, now I'm going to really get deep into this and I'm going to tell you guys about, you know, <laughs> what happened during our divorce when we was at the courthouse. So I remember this is years ago, back in the day. 
so I remember the Bible. He always had this Bible. And so, you know, we were in the courtroom and I was telling my story of what happened. And um, so everybody was in the courtroom looking at him like, nigga, did you do this shit to this young woman? You know, like that, right? So he's just standing there with the Bible in his hand. And so after, you know, I told my story of what happened and they called him up and he was like, um, so the judge was like, um, you know, sir, do you, you know, attest to all of this, that all this is true? And he did. He, he attested to everything. It was true. He did it. And the judge immediately said, give this woman her last name back. Well, thank you, ma'am. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. That's all I want. Give me my damn name back. I don't want this motherfucker on any damn thing I got. Give me my name back. So I got my name back, left out the courtroom. So we had to go sit in separate rooms. No, no, no. We weren't in separate rooms. We had to go in the same room. But the, um, the officer, the sheriff was in there as well. So he had an officer and we had an officer sitting with us. So the officer, so he was, you know, beside me a little further away and had that little Bible again. And he was like, um, he just started talking. He said, are you going to let the devil do this to us? So the officer looked at him, sir, you cannot talk to her. She is no longer your wife. <laughs> Y'all, that shit was so funny funny it was so funny he was like you cannot talk to her she is no longer your wife that shit felt good as hell it felt good and that was one thing i did not mind spending my money for to get that motherfucking divorce god damn yes y'all look he was in there saying you gonna let the devil do this to us Motherfucker, you remember that cake that we had for our wedding? I left that shit in the freezer at the house we lived at. You can go back over there and get that motherfucker if you want. But I got all my shit out. I ain't never coming back to your ass. So, y'all, he stalked me for a while. He kept popping up to where I was living. He would leave cards that he would wrote letters that he would wrote pictures of us our wedding pictures he would take those and he would leave it on top of my car on top of my car hood and when i would go outside the next morning i would see it so what i do i immediately call the police i'm not playing with this motherfucker he better leave me alone so i call the police put um um, warrants against him and everything, you know, like he got to stay away from me. I don't want him near me. So it's like everywhere I go, he would just pop up. So I started working at this one location and damn, the motherfucker showed up there too. I'm like, damn, you really stalking me. So, um, one of the person that worked there actually knew that me and him was married before and she knew of the she knew of the situation between us. And so she had, um, she went and she told the manager and the manager called me and she said, um, well, you know that he comes here and if you ever feel uncomfortable, just leave, you know, from the front desk and, you know, someone else can take care of it. I say, no, 
I said, I'm fine. I said, I'm not running away from him. I said, this has been going on for too long. I said, he should have in his mind now that it's nothing between us. You know, I have already moved on with my life. I was about to move to a whole new city and everything. So, um, and you know, he came there and he actually had to come to the window where I was. And I just treated him like he was just a regular person. You know, I'm, I'm not going to disrupt my life. I'm not going to hide. I'm not going to do that for, for someone who ain't shit, who ain't did shit for me or who hurt me. I'm not going to do that. He's lucky. Never mind. Um, so all that went on, you know, for a little while or whatever, and and he will see like parts of my family, or me like my mom. He will see my mom. Me like I tell you, my mom, she's so sweet, got a heart. She ain't gonna really hurt nobody. So she just keep telling him, "Look, baby, Erica has moved on. She got a family. She got a baby. She don't want you no more." So he goes and pull out a picture of us when we were married. He pulls the picture out of his pocket. <laughs> And I'm like, are you seriously? He's walking around with our marriage picture in his pocket. So my mom wasn't the only person who told me that. There were other people who lived in the neighborhood. Whenever I would see them, they would tell me about it or they would tell my mom about it. Like, that is just crazy. So, you know, he's been doing all that. And, you know, and she told him, she was like, baby, he moved on. And don't you know that this idiot had the nerve to say, I took his baby? When the hell we had a damn baby? I didn't have a baby for your ass. <laughs> I never had a baby for your ass. Like he said, I took the baby and the baby lives with my aunt. Like this motherfucker's crazy, right? I know y'all can't see my face right now, but I'm sure you can imagine how it looks. He is actually crazy. So I went through that and it it was crazy. It was a hot mess and Thank God it is over now. You know, I, I don't worry about anything like that. You know, I'm good. You know, I'm secure where I'm at. You know, I can handle myself. I'm, I'm not worried about him. He ain't nothing to be worried about. He can act fool all he want. If he were ever supposed to see me again in life, he... So I ain't gonna say nothing. Y'all gonna get me in trouble now. I'm just trying to tell y'all a story, but y'all gonna end up getting me in trouble. But I just wanted to be serious with you guys and, you know, just tell you guys about that, you know, about my dad and our relationship and, you know, just being a mother, how we are just so looked down a lot, you know, they think we don't get tired, you know, they just, they just think that it, it, it's always a but to something. It's always a but, you know, and so, um, I just wanted to talk to you guys about that and be a little serious this time, you know, because my podcast, you know, I... I was rambling and y'all know how I do when I ramble. So I just wanted to give you guys a another little part of me, of my life story. And um, I appreciate you listening to the Ian Friends podcast. And um, if you guys would like to be um, a guest on my show, be a co-host, please don't hesitate. Hit me up, send me a message and let me know. So don't forget to follow me on social media. 
on Instagram at EnFriendsPod, on Twitter at Erica Jones with a Z on the end. And you guys be safe, take it easy, and I will talk to you next time. Peace.